With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello! And welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. Oh my gosh, that isn't Peter Moylan. What are you talking about? I look just like him. That isn't Peter. <laughs> that is Jolly Olive. That is Jolly Olive of Shea Station. How's it going? We're replacing the Braves fan with a Mets fan today. The crowd goes <laughs> wild. And that is our Captain O, our Captain Matty Mass wearing... The Clark Kent's today looking pretty good or the Zach Gallons, whichever, mm. whichever way you want to take the glasses. Wow. We're all over the place. So I work for the Rockies, but I'm wearing a Diamondback shirt. You cover the Mets and you're wearing an Orioles hat. Yep. And Maddie on uh, too many big words on that t-shirt. I'm not. Gonna yeah. This it. is a Brazilian soccer team that I don't know if you remember a soccer team's plane crashed a few years ago. And this was their team logo. So this is an insane segue. Buy the shirt, get the charity money, Mm. kind of thing. We went off the rails there. That was crazy. Cut that out. I'm cutting that. Leave it in. So it's September, folks. In case you haven't turned the page on the calendar, uh, which means September call-ups. It used to be, obviously, the rosters will expand to 40. Now it is just 28. So we're going to get into some of the biggest um, September call-ups. I do know that a lot of Braves fans listen to our podcast naturally because uh, Peter and I's connection to the team and Jolly Olive is a massive Mets fan, like we said, covering them for um, John Boy on his podcast, Shea Station, with Jerry Blevins. Um, So I'm going to – I want to get – Jolly's perspective on like, yo, it's a one game lead. How are you feeling? So that's what we're going to get to. Uh, but first of all, how's everybody doing? Good? Good. Good. Morale? Good. You mentioned uh, Jerry. It's his birthday today. Mm. I sent him an amazing gift, which he hasn't gotten yet. What is it? Is it a um, statue of two dogs? It is not a statue of two dogs. That was second on my list until Got I found it. something else. It is a neon sign of like a stencil of his leg kick up like that um, designed by athlete logos. Don't know if you're familiar with him. He does great work and uh, it should get to Jerry's house in two days. I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. Does Jerry know? Jerry has no idea. I'm hoping oh he doesn't gosh. listen to this. No, I don't think out. Jared is a farm to fame. I don't no, think Jared is a farm to fame listener. Um, unfortunately. Um, dang, that's you're a good gift giver. Well, he got me flowers on mine, which I thought was very sweet because he didn't have to do that. So I had to one up him. That's my natural reaction was very sweet but you definitely won um think so maddie are you good i'm good i went to the yankees game yesterday on labor day and i saw gary sanchez hit an absolute Mm. moon moon bomb but then i saw judge retaliate everything worked out yesterday we're in the middle of playing the brewers and man the brewers are wild 
they were up four and a half games in the central as of like July 31st. And now the Cardinals have like a six and a half game lead. Like I, and I know people are talking about the Brewers struggling, but geez, not as much as like, that's a plummet dude. Like, I think I saw someone say yesterday was the first time they gained a game on the Cardinals in like a month and a half or something crazy. Yeah. It's like, I was talking to my friends, the sideline reporter for them. Um, and I was talking to her after the game and that's what she was saying. She was like, yeah, like July 31st, we led the division by four and a half. And now the Cardinals are up six and a half, seven and a half, whatever it is. Um, but Pujols sent another one out two days ago. Aaron Judge, has he homered in like consecutive days? Um, three consecutive days? Dude, the homers are insane. I think Pujols is going to do it. He has five games to hit, t- t- 28 games to hit five home runs. I know he got the, I'm so off the track right now, but I know he got the start versus a righty yesterday. So I'm wondering if at this point they're just kind of like, hey, man, they got to play him every day, right? Freaking go. Like, just uh-huh. try, see what happens. Somebody yeah. will throw him a meatball. Well, before we get into our opener, which is the September call-ups, I do just want to gauge, like, Jolly, where are Mets fans at right now? Mm. I mean, we were just riding high. We took two or three from the Dodgers, took the season set. Then they turned around, kind of took their foot off the gas pedal. They lost two or three to the Nationals. Oh, um, please, correct. And, you know, like, I think it's been good for the Mets to have the Braves on their butt pretty much the entire year, like, ever since, like, June, I believe. Um, and the Braves have just played an incredible stretch of baseball. They have all these young guys contributing. And the way I view it is obviously I'd, I'd love to win the division, but uh, the Mets have played, I think, on like a 98-win pace over the stretch where they've lost that 10-game lead. And it's just because the Braves have been playing like the best team in baseball history, essentially, for that same period of time. That being said, it's it's in their hands. They have a really easy September schedule. All they have to do is just keep pace with the Braves and continue to win. Uh, The lead has gotten down to a half game before. It's gotten down to a game before, but the Braves have never taken that leapfrog step yet. And I'm hoping it stays the same up until that final showdown in October. Yeah, dude, we just played. We just went back to we just went to Atlanta and played the Braves. And like, it's just it's just stupid. It's just stupid. The pitching is stupid. I mean. Spencer Strider, I know you guys heard what he did to us, but it was absolutely ridiculous. 16 yeah. strikeouts. What are we doing? Um, he, There was a player on our plane um, on the way back to whatever city, we were, Cincinnati, wherever we were going. And um, he was talking to us up at the front of the plane when we were in the air. And he said that that day facing Strider, he had DeGrom's fastball, DeGrom's command, and a better slider than DeGrom. And I know that Spencer Strider um, has tried to mimic DeGrom's slider when it comes to velocity and spin. But um, one of our veteran players who has had a really good season literally said DeGrom's fastball, DeGrom's command, better slider in that specific outing. Sounds like Charlie Blackman. I don't know, though. It actually was not. Oh, it wasn't Chuck Nasty? No, it was Jose Iglesias. (laughs) (laughs) We said it on air, so I I I don't think it's a secret. Um, But, uh, yeah, just just insane stuff from Spencer Strider. Michael Harris is dumb, uh, like just comes up and crushes it. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Spencer Strider might already be a top 10 pitcher in baseball. Michael Harris is probably going to take rookie of the year. If it's not Strider that wins it. Um, And, you know, everyone should be trying to mimic what the Braves are doing, locking down all these young players and just trying to establish that core for the future. 
Um, it's going to be kind of a revival of that uh, early yeah. 2000s Mets-Braves rivalry where in 1999, 2000, those teams were neck and neck, played in the playoffs. It's exciting. It's also nerve-wracking, obviously, because this is going to go on for a while, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're just talking about some of the young guys. So let's get into our opener with our September call-ups. Injects some juice into these teams. Uh, so we kind of explained to you guys how the rules have changed a little bit. But uh, once the calendars turned to September 1st, all major league rosters expanded to 28 guys. So it went from 26 to 28. Uh, there's only 14 spots that can be used for pitchers. So effectively, one pitcher and one hitter were added to most teams. It's not like a line in the sand or anything. But to be eligible for a team's postseason roster, we know this. Um, this happened to Jose Iglesias last year, speaking of him. Player must be on the 40-man as of 11.59 on August 31st. So any additions now, um, unless they're coming. So if somebody acquired a minor leaguer right now, could a minor leaguer get traded to the organization and get called up? I think they can get called up, but they might not be playoff eligible. Okay. would be my guess. Because I know that there were still trades happening on the minor league level, and they were saying that just the trade deadlines right down there okay um so what is this reminder 2022 rule change of implementing a maximum of five options per player each year is still in effect yeah okay so biggest september call-ups so far there's some really freaking good ones in here and one that just went off yesterday um and if you bet on some of those rookies in DraftKings, and you were watching the houston astros last night you might have earned some Cash money. Good segue. Uh, however, I'm talking about football in this read. The football <laughs> fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here. And DraftKings so Sportsbook, close. an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a campus offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season where football fans are out here, folks. Baseball? Never we heard tried. of her. Never heard of her. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Betting on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point wow, during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So if you bet on an NFL team to win, if your team wins by 10 at any point, you get paid instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code JOMBOY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I'll start with Gunnar Henderson, who was one of the... Ooh, oh, that's why I'm wearing the hat. Come now. on. Do you want to start with Gunnar Henderson then? No, I mean, you take it away. I'll give my thoughts after, but I love Gunnar. Okay. He's a shortstop third baseman. He's the Orioles number one overall prospect, MLB number two prospect in their top 100. So this is a big, big name. He was a second rounder in 2019 by Baltimore, started the season in double A where he hit 312, pretty good. And then promoted to AAA, where he hit 288 with 11 home runs. I'd be curious if in how many games. Are you able to look that up while I read this, Maddie? In AAA? Yeah. 65 games. Okay, so 11 home runs in 65 games. Not bad at all. Um, He hit a home run in his debut versus Cleveland. He's been playing very well defensively. And since August 31st, which is when he debuted, so he's played in six games as of today, 
Um, he's eight for 27, which is good for 296 with two doubles and a home run. Jolly. Gunner Henderson. Love it. Love it. I was not sure if the Orioles were going to give him the call. Uh, I was hoping they would because they their entire season changed when they called up Adley. Mm-hmm. I just did a full deep dive on my channel of the whole team. Uh, unfortunately, right before Gunner got called up, so I didn't get a chance to talk about him. Um, this kid is really special. Uh, he's got some of the best flow in the game, too. Love yeah. that his helmet flew off when he got his first hit. So intentional. And he's just, he's another part of this future Orioles core that's going to be so, so scary. And they have money off the books this offseason so they can add the veteran talent they need to, you know, endorse and like support these young guys. I'm so excited about this team. Um, I don't know if the, if they'll make the playoffs this year, but I know that if they do, Gunnar Henderson's going to be a huge part of it. So I'm looking that up right now. They're five and five in their last 10. Uh, we're obviously not looking at them. I don't, I shouldn't say obviously, but we're not looking at them to win the AL East, but in right. the wild card picture, um, they are, I always have a difficult time understanding um, the, on if you go on the MLB app. So are they yeah. four and a half games out of the top spot for the wild card? So they're four and a half games half out games? of the bottom spot right now. Wow. That's what they're so behind. That's kind of they're right there. Yeah, but I felt like it had been like two and a half for a for a good while, and then it got down to like one and a half. So they lost a doubleheader to the Blue Jays yesterday, okay. which kind of crushed them. They could have actually gotten into a playoff spot yesterday had they won both. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. So, are do you have like any? Is there a reason that you like the Orioles, or just like because you're a baseball fan and it's like a cool storyline, or do you have a connection to liking Gunnar Henderson? It's it's two things for me. The first is the the shocking fact that we have actually we actually have a lot of Orioles fans at the John Boy office. I can probably count like wow. three off the top of my head. And wow. um, I recently went to Baltimore for the first time in my life, and I caught an Orioles game. I think it was the fifteen to ten game they won against the Red Sox. And Baltimore's such a great baseball city. When they have a good team to root for, they show out. There's Orioles flags everywhere. The crowd was like as loud as city field has been this season for some of those home runs and they're just fun you know they really are just young and fun and they play fundamentally good baseball even though they're so young and it's just working and it's one of those it's kind of one of those magic seasons that you know you're just excited to view from a viewer standpoint run me through like can you name can you name their top two guys in their rotation for me yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's right now. So Jordan Lyles has been eating a ton of innings for them this year. He's got ten wins and an ERA of four point two. Okay. And then Dean Kramer is a guy uh, who really changed his entire arsenal this year okay. um, to kind of avoid the home run ball so much, and he's yeah. been having a terrific season in turn because of that. And they don't have John Means either. Yeah, and they're still here. Imagine if they yeah. did. It is my turn. I can't talk about the Orioles all day. I got to talk about their division rival too, Boston Red Sox. Not having a great season. We all know that. But they called up a very exciting young first baseman in Tristan Casas, number two prospect in the Red Sox system, number 26 in baseball, former first rounder from 2018. You might remember his heroics for Team USA last summer. Um, it's kind of been a little bit coming for him. This I thought we would have seen a little bit more of him this season, but some injuries got in the way. Uh, in AAA this year, he's got 11 home runs in 72 games, and he's finally with the club. It's been a slow start, but I think we're going to see a lot of Tristan Casas in September because I don't think the Red Sox 
are going to be playing for a playoff spot and in the future too. I don't know what the situation is with Bobby Dahlbeck because he was great last year Mm -hmm. and not so good this year. And this is kind of the guy that might take his spot. So it's going to get interesting. Well, and that's what was interesting is I believe that that was a corresponding move. Tristan Costas, I believe when he was up, Bobby Dahlbeck was then sent down. Yeah, it says he's on the uh, in AAA now on the 40 men. Yeah. And then Alex Cora came out and said Tristan Cassis is going to play every single day. So um, it'll be cool to see his growth. I'm just waiting for his first home run because, I mean, he's known as a power guy. Right. And that monster is going to work for him, I think. Yeah. Bobby Dahlbeck had 25 home runs last year. That's crazy. Yeah. It's changed so quick. What what did, what's Bobby Dahlbeck's numbers at right now? Bobby Dahlbeck helped. Bobby Dahlbeck hit 211 this year. Yeah. His on base was under 300. Ooh. OPS plus a 79. Not a good year for Bobby. Really not. Oh, okay. Shame. He was good last year. Maddie, I think I'm going to bring you into the mix. Do you have the um? Do you have yep. your slides up? I'm going to mm-hmm. give you this one, and I'll go with H on Funky Town. Okay. So the next guy on here is Oswald Peraza. Uh, Yankees shortstop prospect. He's number third overall in the organization and number 53 in MLB. Um, The Yankees were the ones that signed him in international free agency back in 2016. And he spent all of this season so far in triple a he was hitting 259, which, you know, is not super eye opening, but the 19 home runs is nice to see. And, that includes a home run that he hit in his final game in AAA before he got pulled. And that news kind of broke because he was pulled from the game and he was getting hugs in the dugout. And then a few minutes later was the official sources were calling Oswald Peraza up. Yeah. Um, so far, he's still looking for his first MLB hit. Uh, oh, He's technically played in three games, but one of those was a pinch hit in the ninth inning while losing nine nothing to the Rays which for that to be your official MLB debut seems a little bit of a slap in the face to me but so be it um so still searching for the first MLB hit the corresponding move which is also exciting for Yankees fans here is that now that the triple a shortstop got moved up to MLB Anthony Volpe who has been the double a shortstop for a majority of the season he's gotten bumped up to triple uh, a he's the mlb number five overall prospect and volpe's been raking in triple a so far eight for 17 with a 471 average he's got a double in there two rbis um that's over his first four games which is exciting to see that he's finding success at triple a even if yeah. it's a small small sample size and i know this is a guy who you guys were hoping to see at multiple points throughout the season and you didn't and um i thoroughly enjoyed jake and jimmy just absolutely trashing the yankees for allowing that to be his like you call him up and he's not in the lineup you guys like needed that jolt yankees fans were so excited when that news broke and Seemed to be exactly what you guys needed, and the lineup comes out the next day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come and then he on. in the ninth. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, Maddie, it's like you I, win, I a... but you can't win. <laughs> Maddie, yeah. I have a question for you. I'm I'm curious. You see. So you got Peraza up now. You got Volpe on his way, uh, and you have another stacked middle infielder free agent class. Uh, are we seeing Glaber Torres's last games as a New York Yankee this year? 
Does he have one more to one more year on his contract? I'd, like I, I don't know the contract situation, but in terms of getting the young guys playing time or upgrading at one of the middle and field positions, does Glaber fit into your picture for next year? Yeah, Glaber fits for me. Um, I think that he he had a decent start to this season, and obviously now he's, I believe he's like last place in OPS for AL hitters in all mm. of August, which is scary to see, but. I don't know. I, I would love for them to at least give him his go at second base, um, work with one of these two young guys, whether it's, I guess, three young guys, Cabrera, Volpe, and Peraza, get them in the mix in the infield. Maybe he feels more comfortable with them and the numbers start to pick up. One of the things that people said are ever since he got put in trade rumors at the trade deadline, that's when his numbers started to tail off. Mm. Not that they were exceptional numbers before that, but they were serviceable. And then once the trade rumors came, that's when the numbers started to drop. So I personally like Glaber. And if they can go into spring training and tell him you're the second baseman, there's no questions asked. Maybe it helps his confidence. If that works, that works, and I'm fine with that. I like that answer. Um, Well, a team who is playing their game and seemingly always plays their game, um, absolutely unbelievable, Houston Astros, calling up Hunter Brown last night. He's their top prospect, MLB number 71, but we don't care because he threw six shoddy, dude, in your MLB debut. Uh, He was a 2019 fifth runner. So many 2019ers. Coming up and debuting, we my, a guy we're going to talk about later, who I'm going to finesse my way into reading his his slide. Michael Tolia for the Rockies, a 2019 rounder. We're just seeing these guys come up so much quicker. Uh, I'm assuming that Hunter Brown is a college guy, though. Um, in 23 AAA games, 14 games start, 106 innings pitched, a 2.55 ERA. And uh, hey, Jolly, how about 45 walks to 135 Ks? How you like that? Love um, that. So September 5th, which is was yesterday as we record this, um, made his MLB debut, six innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, five Ks, 79 pitches, folks. I didn't even freaking know that. 79 pitches. <sighs> Eight outs on his four-seamer, seven on his curveball, one each on his slider and changeup. Uh, third starting pitcher in Astros history to throw six scoreless innings in his debut. Wow, Jared Cozart. That's a name I haven't That's seen. An, wow. I was going to say the exact <laughs> same thing. I was like, wow. That's Jeez, a name I haven't thought forgot about, about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Astros are just just disgusting. Um, what is this picture that Julia Morales tweeted out? I have my slides so small that I can't. This is a picture yeah. of some of the AAA Space Cowboy teammates. That was cool. Watching that was him so in, cool. uh, in Minute Maid. So her, and their her day off. Caption, Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Their day off. So her caption says, it says a lot. Yeah. yeah. There, so I just think the Astros have such a good like culture going right now. Yeah. And like we knew how good they were at developing like hitters. And yeah. now they're just as good at developing pitching as well with like Urquidy and Luis Garcia and Christian Javier and like they're all system guys and I think this kid is going to be no different and he looked really good against a pretty decent lineup with the Rangers it's not a bad team by any means Um, you have some bats that are scary yeah at least Garcia is in that lineup and Daniel Lowe's good not meant not even mentioning the half billion guys you know I mean like there's 
but I, I love that the minor leaguers went there. Now, granted, yeah. as everybody that listens to Farm to Fame knows, my parents live about a mile away from the Sugarland Space Cowboys Stadium. So I can confidently tell you that it's only about 30 minutes away from Minute Maid Park, um, okay. which is really like, I love that. Like, why don't all teams do this instead of these guys having to fly cross country every single time they get called up and called the down? The Mets uh, AAA site used to be in Las Vegas for like, I think, five years or something. Stupid is, it's ridiculous. the dumbest thing. It's when ridiculous. they Because it was the Sugarland Skeeters. They were the independent team for a really long time. Beautiful freaking, like beautiful ballpark. Um but yeah, whenever the Astros got them, I was like, this is genius. Like you're going to have all of your top prospects, a 30 minute drive away. They're all probably living in Houston. Like they're probably not living in Sugarland. Um, but yeah, Hunter Brown absolutely crushed it. Absolutely. I got jolly, the next one, right? Jolly, jolly, Ooh, jolly, I got a good jolly. one. Ken Waldachuk made mm. his debut against the Nationals. On September 1st, but he's an Oakland athletic now. He was involved in the Frankie Montas trade. Montas has been better recently. His last three starts have been pretty good for the Yanks, but this was a big guy to give up. This was the guy that, you know, Yankees fans at our company, Dan Rourke, Max Manis, they were excited about Ken Waldachuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth round pick, which I didn't know. I thought he was a little bit higher. So good for Ken. Uh, started the season. Year? Uh, in 2019, once again, hey. thank you for pointing it out. Uh, started the season in Double A with a nice 1-2-6 ERA. How about that? And 15 AAA starts between two organizations, 91 punchies in 66 and a third innings with a 3-5-3 ERA. The debut went well, nearly cracked five innings, only one earned run allowed, four walks, but we'll get that straightened out. Six Ks on 93 pitches. And this lefty, I love his windup. It's just like kind of one of those fun ones to watch go through the motion a lot. And I don't know what direction the A's are heading in, but this is definitely going to be a big piece of their future. Maddie, as a Yankees fan, how does this slide make you feel? Yeah, no, I mean, like Jolly said, this is somebody that I, I was honestly hoping to see pitch for the Yankees. I was excited about him. Um, but if this means that he gets caught up a little bit earlier than he might have otherwise, I'm okay. I'm yeah. I'm rooting for him. I think the same way most Braves fans are rooting for Shea Langoliers with the mm-hmm. A's. Yeah. I hope to see Ken Waldachuk perform well. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk about this next guy because um, I got to see his debut. I got to see the first three games of his career. And Spencer Steer, what year was he drafted? Uh, it was actually uh, 2019, I believe. This is unbelievable. I'm actually going to read the next <laughs> two slides if y'all are cool with it because uh, these are two, two of also, my guys, but... while we're while we're on this, there's 12 guys total here. And two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the 12 were drafted in 2019. That's messed up. Anyway, 2019 third rounder by the Twins. Um, he was a part... And you know what? I have so confidently said Molly. And it's not Molly. It's not Molly. You just shattered my world. Is it Mally? Is it Mally or Molly? I really want to keep saying Molly. They were saying it differently on our broadcast. I don't know how you say it. Tyler Molly, Mally, Molly, Mally. Um, he Baseball was reference says trade. Molly. That's all okay. I'll say. I, I sure as heck and Bob Pope so, That's what I've been saying. Uh, so. He was involved in that trade with the Twins and the Reds. He started the season in double-A where he only hit 307. Um, 71 triple games for two organizations, uh, 259 average with 15 home runs. In his debut, 
this dude reached in all four plate appearances. He walked, he hit a home run to dead center. He walked and he hit a double. Um, he had so many friends and family there. It was, it was just like, we were showing it so much on our broadcast just because they were, I mean, you know how it is. It was so cool following his family in the stands. Um, but absolutely went off in his debut, had a really solid series, has a really good glove. Um, this is somebody the Reds are really excited about. I mean, in, in his three games so far, two for nine with a double home run RBI and two walks, but all of that obviously came in, in his debut. Um, he became the third Reds player since 1900 to make his first two major league starts at different positions. Mm. Um, Good stat. Thanks. Didn't come up with it. Um, but <laughs> the cool part is he's listed as a second baseman, but then his debut and the next game were first and third. So he's mm. all over there. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but yeah, he was really fun to watch. The walk-off interview with their reporter was really fun to watch. It was a one of those days. I mean, you're you're back there in the clubhouse after the game talking to talking to our guys in the rocks, and obviously. You know, they're saying like, we hate to see that against us, but you you just love seeing guys come up and, and do that in his debut. Um, another guy who debuted this week, who I've spent a lot of time with is Michael Tolia. He's the mm. Rockies number 14 prospect, a 2019 first rounder by Colorado. He started the season in double A where he didn't really hit for average. He hit 234, but put together 23 home runs, which is a nice number. But then in 17 triple A games. 333, seven doubles and seven home runs, seven home runs and 17 games and seven doubles. Um, and since August 30th, since he debuted, he's played in seven games. He's six for 24, 250 and no for game yesterday, three doubles, a home run, two walks and three RBI. Um, he's a first baseman. He got his first start at first base yesterday, um, made some great. He's considered to be the best first baseman in the Rockies organization since Todd Helton. Um, and some of the plays that we saw yesterday are why, um, but he has been getting a lot of starts in right field where he played in college at UCLA right now. There's three different UCLA guys on our roster and Sean Bouchard, who's another rookie, Michael Tobler, who's a rookie and Jake bird, who's another rookie. Um, and the poise of those guys coming up, whenever you come up from those organizations, I mean, it's, it's, you see the confidence and the maturity, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's come up, he's started in out in outfield in college, his freshman year and um, played here in the 2021 futures game. He sent a ball 444 feet. He was here for the alt site. So he has a good amount of work in the course field outfield, which was the, the, uh, this was going to, this is going to be a test for him, right? Cause you played the outfield in Cincinnati and Atlanta, which are more confined. And then you come to Colorado, which is the biggest outfield in the big leagues. Um, so but Michael Tolia has put on a show really freaking tall, really tall. How tall uh, is he? I mean, I think like six, five, six, six. It's like one of those, like interviewing him. My neck is up, <laughs> you know? Um, but his, his family came to his debut and he was just as excited for his course field debut. So they flew out for that as well. Um, but anyway, you have a good guy coming up. The guy who I'm really excited about on the Snakes, who, by the way, have been playing really good baseball. They're four yeah. games under 500 now, so you never yeah. know, guys. They're playing good spoiler ball. Uh, Corbin Carroll, who might be the fastest human being I've ever seen on a baseball field, aside from like Terrence Gore, 
Uh, number three <laughs> prospect. I'm serious. I don't know if you've seen that video wow. from, from first to third. It is a spectacle. He looks like a robot. He looks like he was made in the lab and designed to take long shreds. Anytime somebody can make a Terrence Gore reference, I just love it. He's fresh in my brain right now. Where did he uh, end up this year? Where is he? He's with my Mets. He stole a base okay. recently. There he is. That's there why he's fresh in my mind. Um, he is a 2019, oh, that's weird, first rounder, uh, number one prospect in the snake system, number three in baseball. Started the season in double A, batted a cool 313. They said, okay, I think you're ready for the next level. In 33 triple A games, that's all it took for him to get the call. 287 clips, seven bombs, 11 doubles. And he has been really good since he came up on August 29th, hit a two run double. He's got five hits and 25 at bats, two doubles, six RBI. The Diamondbacks have a ton of really fun young players right now, but I think Corbin Carroll should probably top everybody's list just because this guy is going to be really, really good. I'm shocked to see that he doesn't have a stolen base because I just mentioned that he was incredibly fast, uh, but hopefully that number climbs soon. But yeah, he is very exciting. Dude, the world needs to buckle up for the Diamondbacks. And I don't know what that means in the NL West. Like, I don't know what buckling up means when you share a division with the Dodgers. Um but like they have a lot of guys that are young I, and that are good. I liken them a lot to the Orioles right now a little bit because all yeah. their guys are like kind of major league ready and they both have that Titan in their division that they're kind of looking to topple over in the next few years. Um, and the Diamondbacks, I mean, I think I want to check their splits, but I think, yeah, August they went 16 and 12 and September they're four and one and they've played good teams. You know, they've had yeah. to play some tough teams along the way. They're just a much better team than they were in April. Yeah, I know they just took three or four from the Brewers because uh, the Brewers TV crew was talking about that. They're eight yeah. and two in their last 10, but the Diamondbacks feel really good about what their team is going to look like in the next one to two years. Um, Certainly seems that way. Varsho has been really good for them christian walker has been really good for them alec thomas with the glove in the outfield um i mean they zach gallon what he's doing right now is absolutely yep. ridiculous we we talked about that off air i think jolly said it's 41 and two-thirds scoreless innings right now um, yeah and him and merrill kelly have just, like he's been just as good so they got yeah. two nice guys at the top right now yeah i just don't know what it means in the nl west i just i the dodgers are it's just, it's insane. Um, but yeah, Corbin Carroll is a guy we've had our eyes on for the while. He had been, I believe it was a knee injury last year. Um, but good to see him come back and, uh, and do what he's done. Ryan Nelson, the Diamondbacks number eight prospect. He's a right-handed pitcher. He was also drafted in 2019. He's a second rounder. And 26 AAA starts, he had a 543 ERA with 128 strikeouts and 136 innings pitched. That is not as sexy as the other numbers we've read. That confused um, me too. Yeah. But, but in his MLB debut versus the Padres, which as we know, is a disgusting lineup. Um, seven shutty, no walks, seven strikeouts. Again, another efficient rookie, only 87 pitches got the W. Um, so maybe I shouldn't have scoffed at his 543 AAA ERA. Um, came up and shoved in his debut versus a scary lineup. He struck out Manny Machado twice. Yeah. He struck out Josh Bell. He struck did out he Church strike out Bar. Juan Soto. He That's did like not the strike out Juan Soto. It's the only guy he didn't get. But I mean, that's as good of a debut as you can get. Yeah. 
I know the Padres have been cold, but I mean that kid was working last night. Yeah. Uh, I I was I was also I was also perplexed when I saw that AAA ERA because he just looked so solid last night, like major league ready. Oh, that was just last night. I just completely missed that. Yeah, it was last yeah. night. It was crazy. Good for Ryan. Was he a 2019 Ryan. pick? He was. Yeah, but this next was. guy wasn't. He breaks the streak. Oh, he does. This is a name I don't know how to pronounce. Yanier. Yeah, that sounds good. Maddie, you want to take this one? I think this is just Yanier, like kind of jolly alluded to. He's a catcher, uh, listed slash first base as well if he needs to hop over there the astros number three overall prospect uh he was signed with cleveland in 2016 internationally and then was traded in 2021 for miles straw so this season he started in astros double a where he hit 316 and remember this is as a catcher Mm -hmm. 13 doubles three triples nine home runs and then in AAA, 294 with nine doubles, a triple, and 16 home runs, 48 RBIs in those 48 AAA games. Those numbers as a catcher, no matter what the level, that's crazy because, I mean, four triples this season, n- the number of catchers with four triples is probably not that high. Yeah. No. However, so far in two MLB games, he is 0 for 3. However, he picked up his first career RBI on a walk. So that's interesting. We'll take Otherwise, it. I think that this is going to kind of be the Astros guy into the future. I believe he was their number one prospect last year, and he's gotten jumped a little bit. But this is somebody that I expect to be making a difference for the Astros for the foreseeable five to six years. You look yeah. at his you look at his career stats. Th- these are his batting averages starting from 2017 through this year. 294 in 2017, 355 in 2018. What? 341 in 2019. This is batting averages. It's crazy. 324 in 2021 and 306 in 2022. Those numbers are obviously combined between the different levels he was at um, each year. But like this guy, he had, he has 25 home runs this year. He had 17 home runs last year, 96 RBI this year, 90 RBI last year. Um, um, the Astros are not going anywhere. I mean, they got him from Miles Straw. I didn't even remember this trade. This is crazy. Wow. And I mean, this is also at a position where he's 23. Come yeah, on. Young. And the, I mean, no wow. offense to Martin Martin Maldonado, but I mean, the Astros catching position might be their most upgradable. So, yeah, for sure. Wow, and he's having MLB's top 100. That's nuts. What a middle name, too, by him. Um, What's his middle name? Radhams. R-A-D-H-A-M-E-S. Sounds like a good nickname in the making. Oh, yeah. Career 321 minor league batting average. Jesus. And a career 868 OPS, 52 home runs. Wow. Okay. Good luck. something every day. This is Ryan... Kreidler mm. nailed it. Confidence. I'll take it. Uh, we got a Detroit Tigers guy. He's a Detroit Ch- Tigers shortstop prospect. So I'm not sure how much I can root for him because I want Zach short of the compound to get some at bats, but yeah. this kid looks pretty good. He's a 2019 fourth rounder. 
He's kind of one of the big three of their prospects. We saw a lot of Torkelson this year. He got called back up recently. Uh, Green's been really good this year for them. Uh, Tigers fans are kind of waiting for this team to sort of piece it together. Uh, but Kryler's supposed to be a big piece here. He fought injury through the first few months of the season, so we probably would have seen him sooner. Uh, in 56 AAA games, he was not that solid. 213 clip with 12 doubles and eight home runs. In the show since September 2nd, he's two for 12 with an RBI and two walks. So the Tigers, they had that great second half last year, sort of bought in to the future this year, and it didn't work out. So you got to hope that at least one of these prospects begins to click with the playing time they're going to get over this next month, uh, because I think they're in an, a weird position where they kind of have to keep pushing the envelope because they already have so much money invested in this roster. So Kreidler is probably going to be, be a big po- uh, point of that since he is like the shortstop of the tandem. Uh, Estori Ruiz. Mm, good pronunciation. A, thank you. Uh, outfielder for the Brewers. He's their number eight uh prospect he was an international free agent signed by the royals in 2015 he was traded to the padres in 2017 started the season in double a where he hit 344 and then he was traded from the padres to milwaukee in that josh Hader trade that like changed the milwaukee brewers forever um and 50 triple a starts with the two organizations He's hitting 320 with 12 doubles and four home runs. He did play in 14 games in the big leagues with the Padres before the trade, um, but was called up on September 1st by Milwaukee after starting in AAA with them immediately after the trade. Uh, So far, he's 0 for 8 with one walk and two runs. I don't Uh, think I would have been able to say that name, so good on you. Well, I... I put together a list for our broadcast of September call-ups to watch, and he was on it. So mm. I um, have seen the name and thought through it already before. Uh, he did have 13 home runs in 99 games. So not that's good. completely sapped, but definitely he had 70 stolen bases. 70. That's, that's the thing about him. Let all minor leagues, I believe. And I don't know how you couldn't. Uh, yeah. 70 stolen bases on the year. Now, he only had 36 last year, 30, well, uh, 34 in 2019, no 2020. But, right. yes, 70 bags. Yeah, uh, he really stepped it up this year. It's crazy. Yeah, Sneaky crazy. 450 on base clip, too. So he drew 59 walks. Batted 332. I mean, this kid looks like he's the real deal. Yeah, 59 walks to 83Ks. That's um, only going to make that hater trade hurt more. That's tough. Tough yeah. spot. So those were some of the September call-ups that you're going to be hearing a lot about that you have already heard about. Great job, everybody. Woo-hoo. Now it's Learned time for our weekly news flash. So this week's headlines, Orioles Adley Rushman reaches double digits home, double digit home run milestone in his rookie season. Um, Anthony Volpe, Wander Franco squared off in a triple A game. Um, Rocket City Trash Pandas threw their first snow hitter in team history. We love that for our friends with the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I've felt bad since we talked about their firework fiasco. Were you going to say something, Maddie? Yeah, that was also three of the guys. They drafted 20 pitchers last year. Whoa. Three of the the people they drafted, uh, those were the three that combined for the no hitter. Nice. Here we go. Love Love that. that. That's a great step. Um, And then Roger Clemens' son, Cody strikes yep. out Otani as a position player pitching, and then he immediately asked for the ball, which why would you not? Of course. Um, so now we have to do 
Aussie lingo, but like, how do we do this without our Aussie? Do I need oh, to look gosh. up an Aussie lingo word? Okay, the word today is brawly in honor of Jolly. Oh, nice. So wow. now, Jolly and Maddie, you need to guess what brawly means. How can I ask how it's spelled? B R O L L Y. Jolly. Mm, that changes my answer. I thought it was like brawly, like you're ready to fight someone, but I don't think it's that yes. anymore. It's not. Brawly. Mm. Maddie, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I was also thinking brawl, so I was going to go some kind of adjective in that mindset. I'll just stick with it and say brawly is a plethora of facial hair. Interesting. I'm going to go, I think it's an adjective for someone who's like outgoing or like extroverted or something. So really close guess by Jolly. Oh. The correct answer we were looking for was actually an umbrella. Um, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> um, Nailed it. So that's it, folks. Jolly Olive, <laughs> we can't thank you enough for coming on, man. Thanks for we love. Me. I love whenever you come on. You, your baseball and all. If you guys like, and by now you guys have to be keeping up with everything Jolly Olive does. They're doing such a good job with Shea Station. Jolly Olive has his own channel um, where he does a bunch of cool stuff. It's like stuff that's, I've told you this, right up my husband's alley. Just like focusing on the super likes but, it. Love it. Um, but make sure, Jolly Olive's knowledge of the game is absolutely insane. He's dope as heck. Um, Stop. So thank you so much for, for coming on. Peter, I guess we should have said this at the top. I think he's in like London or something. Right I now. think Peter's been dodging me ever since he yelled at me on that Zoom uh, call out of nowhere with Jerry with me, right? Like that was kind of crazy. Yeah, that was getting aggressive. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for watching. Maddie, you did great again. Um, yeah. We love you guys. Jolly, you're the best. You're the best. Farm on, farm often. And we will see you next Wednesday.